Hey folks, welcome back. Another great episode. Today, our special guest zooming in from Ottawa, Ontario is a real estate entrepreneur who's had an interesting journey. I think everybody that I've interviewed on here has had an interesting journey, but Kelly Casimiro comes from a trades background and she and her husband have gotten involved in real estate investing. They've had ups, they've had downs, they've had side-by-sides and are ups and arounds. And now they have found what they really want to focus on, at least for the time being, and that is in furnished midterm rental property. So we'll talk about that. But also, Kelly, I know that you've had a very, very interesting journey with the whole coaching space when it comes to real estate investing. And you've had some good experiences, some not so good experiences. So we'll talk a little bit about that because a lot of people have gone through similar type things like that. So I want to make sure that the people know that uh, if it hasn't always worked out with coaching programs, it's not necessarily your fault. Uh, Not all of them are worth all of the money that they charge sometimes. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thank you so much, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So, hey, this is your first podcast interview. I'm honored to have you on the show. Uh, Let's start off telling folks a little bit about your background, what you and your hobby do for for a living and how you got involved in real estate investing. What was that initial spark? Um, I am a dental assistant by trade Mm -hmm. and I work in orthodontics at the time. And my husband is a uh, car mechanic. So definitely skilled in our groups. That's what we do for a living. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So what was it that got you guys interested in real estate investing in the first place? It was, uh, we went to a, a quick little meetup one day, many, many years ago before we were even thinking about really getting into it, learning about what you can do through investing in even just one property. We kind of put that on the back burner, said, you know what, let's just pay our mortgage. Where Our goal is to pay our mortgage, pay our mortgage, pay our mortgage. And we pretty much paid it off within nice. 11 years. And then COVID hit and we both were off work mm. and we never ever pulled that trigger yet. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sit around doing nothing. I might as well learn about what it is that I wanted to do in our future. And I started investigating about real estate investing and I took all my spare time during COVID that was home yeah. and talked to some people, started networking. I found a few groups online on Facebook, met a few people, networked, and then I eventually got a coach and everything snowballed once you get going it never stops i had a great coach sarah larby you got a shout out to her and i know uh, sarah quite well yes yeah she's she's amazing i i owe so much to her and everything she's given us in her coaching and um so i took the time to learn and educate myself and meet people and go to networks and and then I met this one gentleman who took time out of his day, who wanted absolutely nothing from me but to help, called, uh, his name was Tom, Tom, uh, Tom Sullivan, I remember because he's my dad's last name. Yeah. And he, he told me about investing with a HELOC and what that yeah. meant. I had no idea what HELOC is a home equity line of credit. And of course, we had just almost completely paid off our house. And so he explained it to me. He walked me through it even when I was messaging my bank to say, like, this is what I want to do. He gave me the wording and it all started from that conversation with Tom. And uh, again, I found him on a a Facebook group that is also a very, very good 
with uh, real estate investing here in Ottawa. Uh, it's called Investor Life with Corey and Tiffany. So they do great things there too. And um, once I got the ball rolling, knew how I could invest and what I, and that we already had what we needed as everyday people, I dove in deeper and then I got the coaching to narrow in on the niche, which we thought we would be doing burrs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we did do a burr. And um, that's how it snowballed from there, really. Like networking. All right. So you to got, got going with, with a burr. And how did that first property work out? Did it work out all right for you guys? It was amazing. So yeah. one of the things that we learned was talk. Talk to people about what you're doing, why you're doing it, that you're learning, all the cool things. So we started talking to our neighbors about it. And yeah. we talked about it for months during COVID from across the porches. We couldn't see each other, like, hang out or anything like that. But we could talk from across our porches. So we were talking about what we were doing, what we were learning. And it just snowballed into having a conversation. My husband was having a conversation. His name's John. And he was having a conversation with our previous um, neighbors. And yeah. they had had a friend offer to sell them their house in a private sale at a really good deal. Mm -hmm. And in that conversation, he said to, my, he said to John, now all I need to do is get $450,000 for this house and I'll be golden. And then he had a regular conversation, try not to get too excited. And then when he came in the house, he was like, babe, you'll never guess what. Andrew wants to sell his house and he wants $450,000. He's like, can you do the numbers? Can you put them in your calculator? Because I had my calculator for my yeah. courses and yeah. was already doing all of that stuff. But put in the numbers and the numbers worked. And we presented to them they had uh, three very young kids, uh, less than a year, two and four, and yeah. they were tired. COVID being home all the time with their kids. And so I said, listen, like this could be a win-win for all of us. Like you don't have to stage your house. You don't have to paint. He's talking about all the stuff he had to do to it to get it listed. And I was like, you don't have to do any of that. Just drop it all. We'll take it off your hands. We'll give you what you want for it. And you don't need to do any of that stuff. And he came back as a joke and he's like, I'm pretty sure I said 475. I'm like, listen, I'll run the numbers and I'll get back to you. So we ended up actually purchasing it from them as a private sale at $455,000 before everything went through the roof before COVID yeah. like really skyrocketed. So is this the one that you turned into a burr? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very so yeah. we did some minor uh, repairs, maintenance, minor renovations, we got it up to speed. We got it refinanced. So we bought it December 2020, uh, closed the sale, took possession. And then in June 2021, we refinanced it. Mm -hmm. And we got all of our initial money back, plus a $47,000 HELOC on the home. Nice. So we Very actually, nice. it was like a unicorn. Like we got yeah. the, the home run. So we had no money left in that deal. And we used that money and we snowballed it into another property. So that one was perfect. That one was yeah. beautiful. I mean, it had it ups and, ups and downs. We had some of problems course. with like little things like back and forth paperwork. We didn't know what we were doing really. We we're still learning as we went. So it was stressful. It, none of it is easy. And then we closed uh, our refinance on uh, June 2021 and the sale of another property just a little bit further out in Ottawa and Enburn was um, another private sale we found on Kijiji yeah. and it was for a semi two bedroom, one bath unit side by side, like mirrored image, little cute little places. Right. 
And we bought that one with the money. We recycled it and we bought that one. Well, that was one, the, was the idea to, to do another burr on the second. Yes. One? Yeah. Okay. Then what happened? That, did, that did one was knock- a nightmare. <laughs> 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 That's where well, without really getting into too much detail, what, what's the, what's the big picture of what happened in the second first one worked out lovely. Yeah. What app, what didn't work on the second one? What, what was, what turned it into a nightmare? The landlord tenant board, the LTB. Oh. Uh, we wanted our son to move in to one side for a year and to then do the renovations and to legally take it over as a, our own residence for our son. Right. And the tenant wouldn't leave, put up a stink. We had paralegals involved, everything. And then the whole system changed to automate it. And then when that happened, they lost our file. It was already eight months in. Paralegal and, was and like probably that. the tenant wasn't paying any rent during this time. Or Actually, that's the one thing he did do. He was paying oh, well right. under market rent. He was but at least he, at least yeah. he kept paying in the meantime. Yes, he, he he knew what he was doing, and he knew that if he didn't pay, he'd be out faster, most likely. Yeah, he knew a little bit, and uh, so yeah, he did keep paying. Uh, with what we bought it for and what those two rents were, they weren't even covering our mortgage at that point. Yeah. So we were losing money for them to live there. And um, as soon as we, what ended up happening really is we got an opportunity because the other tenant on the other side ended up giving us our notice in March of 2022. Yeah. And so we said, listen, we either renovate that and try and then continue to deal with this man, but it's just not in me to relocate somebody who it's their home. It was too much. He was, yeah. it, it just, it's for some people. It wasn't for me. I wasn't sleeping at night and I couldn't yeah, It continue. was a battle. You did not want to fight. No, it's just not something yeah. for me. And, and it, what we were literally losing sleep at yeah. night from this place and it's not worth it. It just really isn't. So, so what we did, got what an amazing realtor. <laughs> we, yeah. I, I seeked her out from the real estate community here in Ottawa and um, she got it staged. She got photos. The other tenant moved out. We we parted ways with him really respectfully. Well, the guy that was, was kicking great. up the stuff. The, no, the other no. on the other side. Oh, the one that we yeah, the one the we notice. didn't give the one that we didn't give the notice to ended up leaving. Right. And um, so we thought, like you know, this is our one opportunity to try to sell it because we now have a vacant unit. And so we, it wasn't worth the headache for us. It didn't sit well with us. And there was a lot of renovations to do. And we knew that, but we couldn't do them with this other gentleman in the other side. So it was too much for us Got it. being as, sure. as pure as we were and as new as we were. So we got it listed. We got it sold. Um, our, I honestly can't say enough good things. Like I, I was going through with the loss of my dad when we mm. rent when we uh, had our closing date yeah. and our realtor her name is, is Christina Danby here in Ottawa she's just amazing she came to the hospital for our our for wow. all of our uh, negotiations for the the date it was unexpected obviously that he was passing and not only did she get all of the money back that we had put into it with like the renovations that we did do everything closing costs realtor fees everything and we ended up leaving that deal with money in our pocket and all our money wow. back. So yeah, we, it was. We, and we it was it was so a lucky time, Kelly, because the yeah. the market was just going crazy at that time. It was hard to do anything wrong. So I'm glad yeah. you got out of that nightmare situation. So fast forward a little bit. How did you get into 
midterm furnished rentals. Tell, tell, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, that would be my coach again, uh, uh, yeah. Sarah Larby. And uh, she already taught us the whole Burr method. We did her whole course and everything. Yeah. And she was learning to pivot with her properties because they weren't cash flowing anymore. Things weren't making sense. And the landlord tenant board, like the LTB is tying our hands here in Ontario so much as small landlords yeah. that you've got to do what you can to make yourself more secure and not lose your properties to some people that are like, they want to rent and can't get kicked out. All right. Yeah. So you heard about furnished midterm rentals, maybe define that for people because a lot of folks have heard about short-term rentals. What's the difference? The difference is it is you don't need a license like you do with short-term rentals. You don't need a license number. It must be 30 days or more. Mm-hmm. And ideally no longer than six months at a time, because then you, you kind of give them the idea that maybe it is their home after that. So there is limitations. Nothing is set in stone. It's a gray area right now. So we have Airbnb listings. We've got all the signs saying that it is a uh, short-term stay in our home. We've got the, the act. Um, I can't cite the number and the name of it, but it's a quote from the act saying that it's innkeepers, act uh, on the walls we've got fire code on the walls we've got it looking like hotel standards in the sense that we follow all of those rules and and right. people know it's not a a, a, a residence of a regular to stay long term yeah. yeah plus it's and furnished it's, right so and I mean, it's, it's fully furnished yeah. yes ours is fully furnished executive suites and they are um on airbnb we do have, we are starting to grow with time. What we'll, we'll do is we'll grow our own email list and we'll get people off platform and things like that. That's a whole bigger story, but. But, ba- uh, but basically the minimum rental amount or rental rental duration is 30 days, correct? Correct. Yes. Got, and there's you, no so lease you agreement. It, you got it listed like that on Airbnb. Correct. You Plus cannot, if you've got a 30 day booking from the 15th to the 15th, then or the 15th to the 17th, like they, they block it off so that you can only then be available the 17th to the 17th, not the first of the month, the first right. of the month, like it's only 30 days at a time. And if there's a relapse, if there's a lapse of two weeks in your bookings, it's blocked off. It's not mm-hmm. available for those two weeks. Got it. All right. Yeah. So, so it that's, that's how days. you're able to kind of avoid having to be licensed as a short-term rental because you're a midterm rental. But at the same Correct. time, you've got the benefits of the short-term rental in in the sense that your renters are booking you on a short-term rental site and Correct. everything's set up like a short-term rental. All right. Very smart. Correct. Because again, for, for our listeners who aren't aware of the situation in Ontario, it is very, very tenant-friendly and landlord-unfriendly. It's a nice way to put it. Yeah, it's 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 a challenge. Well, that's very very cool. So, which property are you doing this with? Is this with the original property that you purchased or a new one? Correct. Yes, it's a single family home, three bedroom, finished basement, detached backyard, fence, everything. So, and it happens to be right next door to our home, so it's oh, easy to right. keep an it was eye your on it. Neighbors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we love and, it. And yeah. I guess the other big advantage to a midterm rental versus a short-term rental is you don't have to be worrying so much about the turnover and the cleaning and 
and all of the stuff that you have to yes. do if you just rent it out for a few days at a time. Yeah. The So our cleaning fees, we can keep a bit smaller than average because you're paying it once every, yeah. like our recent one was uh, two months. So once every two months you're paying it, it's a bit higher than if it was a, a quick turnaround, but people don't mind paying that it's once for a two month stay. Right. right? So it's less turnaround, less headache, less work, less wear and tear on your home, your furniture, mm-hmm. less to replace it. So it, it's not, less than long-term, but you don't have that, that same risk factor of essentially being robbed of your home. And how does it compare revenue wise? Because you had that property originally as a long-term rental. So how does it compare as far as what you're getting for rent? When we were renting it long-term, we were close to market rent we could have increased it a bit more the the last year however our hands are tied again with that we can't do rental increases so we were we're unavailable closed so every time the interest rates go up we feel that hit it's more than doubled just our mortgage alone since we put it since we did the refinance so when our long-term tenants were in there which they were amazing tenants we had no qualms with them they were paying 2403 a month and we were paying at the time, which it's more now, but at the time we we're paying $900 a month for them to live in our home. Wow. Yeah. So we were, and when we first started, we were subsidizing cash flow positive. a thousand bucks a month. Yeah. 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 And when we first started it, we were cash flow positive. We weren't right. negative. So that's just the, the effects of what's happening. So uh, they bought their own home. They were happy to move on. And I knew that was coming. So I made sure I did the course, got everything in order. They were moving out May 27th. I had that place ready by June 1st, furnished, fixed up, ready to go on platform and rent it by June 2nd for two months. Yeah. So it was all in the preparation is from the coaching and the courses and the work. So you're nothing comes easy. $2,400 a month rent unfurnished. What does it average out to as a furnished midterm rental, if you don't mind sharing? Right now we're getting between uh, 4,500 a month and 5,500 a month, 5,300 a month. So now you've turned it back into a cash flow positive. Absolutely. Even with a a couple of weeks vacancy here and there. Yes, exactly. With the numbers and the calculations, we could be 50% occupancy and at even less than what what I just said as our numbers. And we'd still would be even for the year. So in the winter, if it slows down, so long as we have six months that are even less than the four, 4,000 a month, we'd still be even and it would pay itself. And that's the goal right now. We don't need a bunch of cash flow. We will still have our nine to fives, but we do want it to slowly pay the mortgage down so that it is more of an asset down the road when we, we do need it to be. So, well, that's a very good solution to a big problem. So many people are having, yeah, which is right? variable mortgages and paying twice as much as they were two years ago when things were down <laughs> around 2% or whatever. I know. Hopefully <laughs> so they'll come the, back are, down the in the next couple of years. Moving ahead, yeah. Kelly, what are your goals, you and your husband? When it so comes when to we got that savings? money back from the sale, we actually recycled it into another deal. This one, it wasn't hands-on for us. It was um, it was more passive in, passive investing. Yeah, and we recycled that into a new build in Costa Rica. Yeah, interesting. And we are LPs in a GPLP structure, so general yeah. partner, loan partner, 
And the general partner is doing all the work, building the places in Costa Rica. And our money's locked in for two years. So another about year from now, because we did that last um, September. Yeah. And give or take, you got to have time in there for mishaps and things. So maybe another year and a half. And then we get our initial investment back. And then we continue to get 60-40 split on any of the income it will we're going to keep two of the six units that we're building as a group and then we're going to airbnb those in costa rica and then we're going to keep them for about five years is the plan and share the profits and then when we sell them we share the profits as well 60 40. so moving ahead are you and your husband just going to keep doing those kind of passive type investments or are you going to be doing more midterm rental type what, what are your plans our plan is to get our home, which is right next door to the other one, ready for midterm rental as well. So we're going to declutter, slowly purge things, put things where they need to go. And we're going to buy another property in Costa Rica ourselves or Portugal. We're doing our due diligence right now and running the numbers and everything. So we want to buy a property ourselves as a not a retirement, but a vacation property. But when right. we're not there, we also want to rent it out midterm or short term as well. So between the three, we want to travel. Like we want freedom of time. We don't want 20 doors. We don't want a whole amount. But we're thinking that once we get one under our belt in Costa Rica or Portugal, then we'll bring on, we'll look for those money partners and show them what we've done, how it's working, and then move into maybe a couple different places around the world. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. So what's what's the time frame for that, Kelly? We're hoping to buy ourselves in Costa Rica or Portugal before spring of next year. Mm -hmm. And then once we get our initial money back out of the other one in Costa Rica, we want to keep it in U.S. dollars. So we want to reinvest it in this so basically, are you anticipating that the income from your rental properties will be enough for you guys to to live on so you can kind of quasi-retire or are you going to continue to work part-time yeah. sometimes or what, what are your, so what are your thoughts? So my on? goal is for me to exit my nine to five in mm -hmm. four years, maybe less if it works out, but four years max. Yeah. And then we'll see how that goes with the income properties. And then... Eventually, my husband will exit if everything is going according to plan. But so, you're going to be able to travel quite a bit in the meantime. Is that what I'm understanding? In the meantime, not as much. But once we exit, we want to travel about what's allowable for taxes and all that. So like the six, no more than six months out yeah, of the six, year. But six, it's six beautiful here. A day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's beautiful here in Canada. Our family's here. So we're going to want to be here in the summer. It's the winters. They're just too hard on us. And as you get older, you feel it in your bones and your aches and your joints. So so we want to be able to run our businesses from anywhere in the world. We want to run this business from anywhere in the world. And the more we put everything in place as we go, well, there, we still only have a few. It will make it easier to be able to do that and run them. And yeah, like our house itself, it's paid off. So any money we make when we're, we're gone is actually full income. So that's yeah. great. And that's then as right the other one gets paid down. Yeah. Yeah. So again, that's so, a beautiful yeah. thing. You don't need 
a gazillion doors or units. No. If you've got, you know, especially the midterm rental type thing, you've got your own home generating three or $4,000 a month cash flow. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a good start, especially if you're living in Portugal or Costa Rica. Yeah. That's, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. Awesome, exactly. Kelly. Time flies when you're having fun. If people want to connect with you and reach out, what should they do? Uh, best place for me would be Instagram. It's Kelly underscore Casimiro, C-A-S-I-M-I-R-O. And same thing on Facebook. You can message me, request to friend request me or message inbox me first. It is private, my Facebook. But yeah, our our company is Kazer Homes and it's not quite fully up and running yet. So we're just kind of getting our our logo and our branding starting out there. So that will come eventually. But for now, it's me, Kelly Casimiro. <laughs> and you'll see Kazer Homes fully coming to fruition eventually. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations, Kelly. Keep up the good work and can't wait to hear how things go in Portugal or Costa Rica. Thank you so much, Dave. It was my pleasure. Hope to chat with you again. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.